Thought Media Network is proud to present Cosmic Prayers, your weekly shift, Mondays at 11, Mountain Time, with your host, Laura Topper. The Cosmic Prayers, live from the UK. And now, here she is, Laura Topper. I'm muted. Welcome to the Cosmic Prayer. We're here on New Thought Media Network. It's 5 p.m. Mountain Time. I'm here in the UK. 24th, I think it is today, Monday. And I just feel so excited and blessed to be here. Thank you, Diego, for putting that up. Thank you for joining us today on the Cosmic Prayer. We are live. And yes, please like our page and subscribe and share. All the information is coming up right now. We are live and we, of course, are recorded. So you may be watching this on the catch up later. And if you are, welcome wherever you are on this beautiful planet and whoever you are. This broadcast is for all of us to remember who we are and to connect with that beautiful spiritual practice of prayer. Each week, an amazing guest comes on here to share their insights, their understandings, their demonstrations, and how they love to use prayer and then, and then teach it. So this is, a, this is a beautiful opportunity for us to learn and to grow and expand in our consciousness together. Today is an amazing day because we have a beautiful guest here. You will be used to watching and seeing her here on New Thought Media Network as she has an amazing show called The Joys in the Journey. And she also is an author and a poet, S, and an inspirational practitioner and teacher. And she's in ministerial education at the moment and I know she is this profound minister um, that it you know her her way and her her educating and ministering is just so beautiful and so I feel so blessed to welcome Gina Gina Calvario Krupla welcome Krupka welcome welcome to the cosmic prayer I'm just so thrilled that you're here and shining your light, looking so gorgeous. Um, oh, yes. I love the haircut. I absolutely <laughs> love your hair. It Congratulations. I love it. Be sassy. You Be are sassy. I love it. She has oh. the best fear. I love you. Laura yeah. and I, have, we are actually... We are friends as well, so this is a gift to be here. For those that are listening, you get to you get to basically butt in on our conversation on any given day. Absolutely, <laughs> we are all one, and you can just be on the end today. And this is an extended conversation that is, continues. <laughs> it truly is, and it, it's not much of a different theme than it would be on any of our conversations because this is what we talk about. This is what matters. Spirit. Yeah in our life and that direction of it is what matters. And how we use these amazing practices and tools, how we use them in our daily lives and prayer being one of them. We know with spiritual mind treatment that we have this, this incredible opportunity to, I mean, I know for me, and I'm just really so excited to hear from you, Gina, you know, how you, first of all, how you, 
um, use prayer for your life? And, and when maybe let's, you know, when was the first time you started praying? And how was that? What did you do? What was the technique? And how's that evolved for you? Well, for me, I was raised Catholic. I was raised in an Italian Catholic home that was very, I mean, prayer was definitely a part of it, but it was always more for me. I didn't go because I had to. Even when my parents didn't, I would go. I knew throughout my life that when I prayed, when I went, for me, when I went to church, life was better. And it wasn't that I went to church because I felt I had to. I never really had that guilt factor. And I didn't believe a lot of what they were telling me because I knew that God was love. It was where I went. Mother Mary, um, Jesus, they, this is where I went for love. This, is the, this was nurturing. This was never a question of whether or not, you know, there was no punishment in that for me. There was just a place that I could go and be held in love. And I always felt that all of my life. So I know from a small child, I had that feeling, that knowingness, that spirit as me, you know, it, I, I knew it then. I knew even then that when I was empty, that's where I went to be filled. I didn't have words for it, but I always knew it all through college. And, in, and then when I look back at my life, my life went better when I went to church. And I used to say it as, I'm going to say thank you. I used to, that's how I used to say, it wasn't that I went because I had to, it was because I used to go to say thank you. And when I went to say thank you, I felt better. And it was that simple because I didn't agree with all that was said and how it was said and all that stuff. But I knew that when I went, when it was part of my practice, that my life went better. So I continued to do that. And as time went on, it just became, I, I knew that this wasn't enough. And, and when I found our teachings, I mean, of course I knew it was, it was, I was, I've always kind of been a seeker and I've been looking at different things and looking, you know, looking for those quote unquote answers or more, I guess that would be the answer. I was looking for more. And the more that I was looking for more, I, you know, I found my way, or it found me. I had three different people in different parts of my life tell me about, you know, you'd love my church. And I thought that there was the most bizarre thing that anyone had ever said to me. Who says that? You'd love my church. You'd fit right in. I'm like, what the hell? What does that even matter? And I couldn't even conceive of it. And by the third person that I didn't know knew each other, different people, different parts of my life. I said, okay, what time on Sunday? And I walked in and I was home. Mm -hmm. And now what I know is I don't just go to say thank you. Mm -hmm. Spirit yeah. doesn't need my thank mm -hmm. you. God doesn't need, God doesn't have an ego. It doesn't need to know that I have gratitude for it. I need to give it because when I'm in gratitude, I am in love. I am in yeah. joy. I am better when I give it. Not that spirit doesn't need me to thank it. There's no ego there. There's no judgment if I don't. I need me to. So now I go to celebrate. And you know, it's so funny because, you know, I growing up with the, you know, the Italian Catholic guilt, if you didn't go, oh, there was, you know, or a lot of times in churches, different religions that if you don't go, you know, you're damned to hell. And, you know, we don't believe in hell. So it's not, there's not that fear anymore. And, you know, I think of it as, why wouldn't you go? 
like I go to service and I celebrate even online. If I miss it in a week, I go back and watch it. You know, I, I was in a service yesterday giving a message and then I watched the service at night that I didn't get to see during the day because I am filled by it. This is a choice. It's not a have to. And you know, yeah. it's, it's a gift to be able to especially live me close enough to a center to be able to walk in and feel truth, be surrounded and bathed in that truth, in that energy. So that's the yeah. long answer to wow. a question. An amazing answer because <laughs> what I'm hearing from you is your just your your passion, your passion, you know, for wanting to that filled up that you talked about in the beginning. You know, you felt filled up when you walked into a Catholic church. You felt filled up by saying thank you, and and we know as you know as as practitioners that it's that gratitude that we have that yes, we're not grateful because we're trying to, you know, placate or we're grateful because this life is so amazing. And the more we know that we have that connection with gratitude, then we're living in that, we're living from that place of, well, there is more of it. There is more of it when we open our hearts. I love that. So what, so I'm interested, you know, when you walked in, so there are you saying thank you, and then you find this whole other way of having spiritual community where spiritual mind treatment is used. This Which is for anyone watching is is the way oh, yeah. that they may not know is the way that we you know that we the way that we use prayer for ourselves for our lives. How did that? What was that like? That must have been like oh my gosh. Going on here. <laughs> it was very different in a lot of ways. For me, it's it's one of those things that it's I walked in and saw happy people greeting and you know, just happy people, you know, it's like what a gift, you know, what a gift to walk in where people are celebrating and the music was joyful and you know it was it was welcome home was all I kept hearing. I hear when I sat, it, it was we actually had a pew had pews. Every everybody, every center is different. But I was actually, I was Concordia when I first walked in, Concordia Centers for Spiritual Living in Rhode Island. And I sat down, and from the time I walked in, it was on the sign outside, it was on the paper that I was handed. It was on when I opened up a book, it was right there. And when I sat in the pew, I heard, Welcome home. And, and then the, one of the first things that Reverend Ian at the time said, you're welcome here, welcome home. So I kept hearing welcome home, including the inner voice says, welcome home, my child, welcome home. So I knew I was exactly where I was supposed to be from that first day, that there was no question that this was where I was meant to be. And there still isn't. And there, it's not about, I've come to realize for me, it's not just about the perfect place. It's being in alignment in my place. Because you can be in the midst of the sacred, but if you're not aligned, it's irrelevant. I remember not knowing the words for it. When I was in college, I had a, 
<laughs> I went to Australia and I went to the Great Ocean Road and there were six of us that took our trip and we went and it was beautiful, just gorgeous. And there was a site that was called the 12 Apostles and it's absolutely breathtaking. It's a rock formation. And I had never experienced anything like it. I stood there in awe at the mystery of life itself, feeling like a speck of sand in the grand scheme of the cosmos. And just the allness was so big. And, and that experience that I had no words for, but was in complete alignment to, I'm like, can't you just leave me here and come back for me tomorrow? That's what I felt like. And I grew up in inner city Boston. We had nothing. Nature was like maybe a tree on the block. Like there yeah. was no nature. So to be in this space and find it so sacred and to be with five other people that did not just thought it was pretty. It was, it was definitely a spiritual experience in my life. Wow. And I was with five people that just thought it was pretty. Yeah. That's what I know about spirituality is it's about where you're aligned to. Because truth can be truth all, all you want, but if your experience is not within that truth, you're not going to register in any way. So it's not about going to the mountain. It's about realizing you are the mountain. <laughs> Yes. And more. <laughs> and that's yeah. what treatment does, isn't it? It brings us back to that place, that, that awareness mm. of our connection, of who we are. We unify there in that second part of our prayer. So how do you use prayer now, Gina? Well, I wanted, I'd love to talk about treatment for a minute because, you know, this is a tool that we use. It's a specific method of prayer which for those of you that don't know what treatment specifically is, it sounds strange. I like calling it affirmative prayer because treatment sounds, I don't know, I guess it sounds technical or whatever it may be. So for me, it's warmer to say affirmative prayer for people especially that don't know what it is because that's what it is. It's knowing a truth and claiming that truth in a loving way, but declaring it, not wishing that I be worthy of it, it's, a, it's a, a particular process of saying something in a way that I declare it, I know it, and it is so. Mm -hmm. And it's using love and law and understanding whether or not you know what it is. It's simply letting, you know, the love is the declaration that, that divine that created everything and me that loves and fills and nurtures. And then the law, which is the creator, that will work for me simply when I declare it so, knowing it in truth and believing in faith. And when I set that free, it is the universe working on my behalf in better ways than I could imagine. It is love and then action. And yes. it is simple, but until you get it, it doesn't feel simple. So what I would encourage people that are, new to this, please fall into the process. This thing called you by Ernest Holmes is a love story. It yes. is literally a love letter from spirit. Please, if you have not read it yet, I don't care if you have an analytical mind or if you don't understand any of this, this thing called you is if I believe if spirit could give you a love letter for its beloved, that's what this is.
Wow. Fall Thank into you. That. Fall into that and understand the flow of that. And it's, it's, that's what it's about. It's not about what we say. It's how we say it and the belief and the passion and the love behind it. Because what wouldn't we give our children? What wouldn't we give to a child that we love? Imagine if, if, if you didn't have an ego, how much you would give, just the pure lovingness of it. Imagine spirit is not an ego, there's no ego there. It's just love, giving to love. And it is amazing. And when we get our, our you know, bloated nothingness out of the way, as Emerson said, and I, 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 just, I love that statement because it's true, because it can get caught up in the minutia of life and the, the, the stuff, and I'm not distracted. I can just be in that love. You can see my pillows in the background. I can. You know, I do. I love love. And yeah. that's, what it's, that's what we're here to be in life. And when we're experiencing that, that's when we're in our bliss. That's when the distractions of life don't matter. Circumstance, whether it be grief or anger or resentment, fear or scarcity, or that it could be the past year and a half. When I lean in and fall into prayer, I can escape the distraction in front of me and remember yeah. truth. So, I use it in so many ways. That's interesting what you just said. When you when when you when you fall into prayer, you can escape the distraction. I I think I'm I'm at that place where I fall into prayer to to know that that distraction is God too, is spirit too, that it's all happening as God. And then that eases it for me. That gives me that that sense of of knowing that, well, it's it's all it's all God. It's all precious. And you're right. The ego, the judgment that comes in, it deceives us completely, doesn't it? It deceives everything. It deceives the way we see this reality that we're experiencing. And we put um, love there, and it's like, oh my gosh, it's all a different thing. It's a healing it's a bomb. Thing. Yes, it is a healing bomb. And you know, you've been in enough classes with me that I am a bratty child. I want to know why. I don't believe you. Like I had literally said that to God bless the people that took me through classes because I will tell you, I literally said, "How does he know? How does he know?" And I don't believe him. There are some that I I get it, and some that I don't, and I literally will question. So I do that with I do that with spirit too. Like I want to know, show me what is it that I'm supposed to see here? You know, Emma Curtis Hopkins, you know, there's good here. I want to I demand to see it. But yeah. it, I do that with spirit. You know, what is this about? Why is this happening? Show me. And I will be belligerent as a child sometimes and it's okay. Be authentically yourself. I know if I'm mad, I'll curse. And I, people will be like, oh, yes, I'm a ministerial student. And I'm telling you that there are times that I am using expletives with God. You think he doesn't know my heart? You think spirit doesn't know where I'm coming from? Of course. And if I'm real. And if I'm mad or I'm disappointed or I'm sad or I'm angry, I need to be where I am. And if I don't, then I'm not going to get past it. So I will take that into prayer. And then it washes away. 
it's not bypassing it. And that's the most important thing that I can say is remember that that's not, well, all is well. And I'm going to go back to knowing all is well. The feeling has to shift or all is not well. Mm -hmm. The, the mood, the comfort, it has to shift from anger to allowance. At least it has to soften. It has to be different when you're done. And if not, you keep, you keep treating, you keep praying and affirming until you get there. Mm-hmm. because that's where the shift happens is in our minds. And when the shift happens in our mind, then everything else follows. It's not about waiting. Well, when that happens, then I'll believe, well, then you're never going to see it. It's what you're feeling that you're going to see. And that's why our treatment is in five steps because we build up to that, don't we? I mean, it's not just delving in and, you know, we build up to that knowing of, you know, God is, I am, and here it is, what it is that I I seek to demonstrate for my life. And thank you. And I'm letting that go. I'm releasing it because the how isn't up to me. So it's a process and one that takes time. I love what you just said too. And the how is not up to me, yeah. nor is the when. That's it. You know, when I micromanage God, bad things happen. Ah. <laughs> How'd you do that? <laughs> I, I try. It doesn't, it's not successful. That's the point. So it's when like I it. allow spirit to be. I think that's a great title for a book. That's a great title for a book. Stop micromanaging God. <laughs> Absolutely. So, but we try, you know, I want my way like a bratty little child sometimes. And it's like, and it, it's not, if it's not meant to be, then I have to look at this or better. And that's the gift is nothing is ever taken away without something being given, even in the depths of loss. So I have experienced a lot of trauma and drama and all kinds of stuff from different aspects of my life. And I know that nothing is taken without being given. You know, when it comes to people transitioning, that's a grief, that's a loss that is devastating. So let's talk about that for a moment. Let's see how prayer can be our guiding light in those times you know in that time of transition or loss or grief deep grief where we might think well how's prayer going to help me now really you know with what's going on in my life and what's happening but we yes, know that know. we know that we know that the diff, we know that's you know there is the, the prayer is the anchor that can steer us through and that can hold us in place at the same time I know that a seed that is in the ground only knows to bloom. It only knows to sprout. And it comes up through this dark space towards the light. And when it reaches the light, the light pulls it up. And that is us. So when I even reach for, I I had a friend, Joe, in in Pac-1 class that used to say, ouch and reach for God. And I loved that because when we're hurting, that is the most important time to reach for that divine parent, that loving guardian and creator that wants that joy as us, you know, closer than my breath 
spirit is the breath and the breather. Mm -hmm. Spirit is all there is, and spirit knows when I'm in pain and wants love and joy for me. So if I even reach out, there's no question that I will be scooped up and loved and know it won't change the circumstance. Oh, but it changes here. But it changes me. It changes you. Let's breathe that in for anyone here that's viewing, because I feel what you've just said is so profound, you know, that spirit will scoop us up and we are it. And just being held and allowing that love to not just embrace, but engulf from the inside out to fill and just allow the tears to flow and know that person that transitioned won't be back, but I will know that they are eternally a part of me. And I'll be given that reminder of who they were in my life. Mm -hmm. I'll be shown my grandchildren and know that everybody can't be on the planet at the same time. So yes, I may not have my grandparents and I may not even have my parents any longer, but I have four glorious grandchildren that weren't there at that time. So everything is happening in miraculous ways that it has to unfold in. And it's up to me to trust that divine plan, regardless of what it looks like. You know, when I get in the car and the GPS tells me north, and I'm thinking, really? Usually it knows what it's doing, usually. You know, but I know that that divine GPS always knows what it's doing. So let's talk a little about trust and faith here, because I believe that's what our affirmative prayer is doing. It is allowing us to have a deeper faith in what we can't see, in that unseen, in the, un in the, un in the invisible. That as we shift our own consciousness and change in our own consciousness in our minds, we open our hearts to having faith in what we can't see and yet that is where i know that's the cause that's where it's all beginning from and for me spiritual mind treatment takes me away from looking at the trying to change the effect trying to change that end result of what's already here coming right back to what i know as the thing itself and having faith in the unseen I don't, in those moments, I don't treat. I'm not going to lie. When I'm in my, in that place of devastation, no. Oh, no, not, maybe not in the that's moment. No, but I'm saying, what I have had many times of that that's what my experience was. And yeah. I talk to God all day. I talk to yeah. spirit all day long. I, you know, good, bad, or indifferent. I yell, I talk, I cry, and I know I am heard. There's no question in my mind. I can remember one instance that I cried to the point that I just, I went to bed and I cried. It was the middle of the day, just because I said, if, at least if I'm napping, I'm not hurting. And I cried. And as I was crying myself to sleep, I could feel a kiss on my forehead. I felt a palpable kiss on my forehead. And I kept crying and I fell asleep. And when I woke up, divine grace was there. And that's what it's about is knowing that no matter what, I am upheld and uplifted, that there is something here and there's something greater than me that carries me through. I had about 10 years of constant, my father, my, my mother, father and sister were diagnosed stage four in a year. And my sister was 
transitioned in two months at the age of at the age of 37. I was 33 years old and devastated. She had an 11 and a nine year old and I had never experienced anything like this trauma that had gone on. But two weeks after she was diagnosed, my father was diagnosed. So he was in the middle of surgery as well. And and then within a year, my mom and, and, and literally they both, my mother and father had five bouts with cancer. So it was the constant, there's appointments and what's going on at the doctors and the constants. And then I, in the middle of this also had a dozen tumors that were removed. So there was so much going on in a decade. And that's not to mention the two custody battles from two different sets of children and all the other stuff in life, businesses closing and life happening. And the truth is, Spirit carried me through everything because I carried everyone else through it. Other than my own, which I had to just sit back and allow people to carry me. And that was the lesson in it. That's why it happened. I had to learn to let go of carrying everyone because that's what left those tumors in my kidneys. That grief that never resolved was left in that form. And when I learned that, I never have to do it again, mm-hmm. you know? And the miracle of it was, yes, it, I had to go through two horrible surgeries. But, you know, the amazing, I can't even go into the number of amazing, there's not coincidences, but the God winks and all of the different things that flowed. And right now I have two beautiful healthy kidneys and that you know normally i wouldn't have either i mean literally i had over a dozen tumors in both kidneys the right doctors the miracles that just kept happening that unfolded and it i had to learn how to allow others to help me mm-hmm. i had to learn to let go of everyone else i can't carry the world that's not my job no that's spirits. And I had to learn that. And I learned it the hard way, which is why I'm in, that's why I teach because I don't want people to have to learn it that way. That's why I speak about the real stuff because if you don't, it turns into that solid pain, which turns into dis-ease. And I don't want that for people. And I don't want that for myself. Oh, Gina. Thank you so much for sharing so authentically and teaching, you know, right now, because for anybody that is here and watching, you know, on this Cosmic Prayer, New Thought Media Network, they will be feeling what you are saying. And even if we can't resonate with what happened with you from a health perspective, we're each going through something aren't we we're each journeying through something that we that is ready for us to reveal and for so many of us that is about you know women we do we take on a lot we take on we nurture we feel it's our responsibility to be the ones to to you know to make it all work and get everybody where we think they need to be and it's a heavy thing to carry when, and I think I really, really honor you for, for being here and saying, you don't have to do that. You don't have to do that. You know, it's, 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 it's God, let God be God. Let's yeah. hear it work through people. Let and it doesn't them... benefit those people either because no. they have to learn for themselves to, to do that. And you cannot know 
what you were never taught. I was raised to do this. So we give people license to be who they are. We allow, you know, we, we, when we talk about the difficult things, it lets the light in and we become enlightened. Yeah. That's how it works. So it's learning how. I mean, for me, one of the gifts that I have is I use my poetry. I, you know, I started actually in the center one day at meditation. It started for me. I never read poetry. I never, I never was into it in any way. And I it was during a meditation time before service and I wrote a poem straight out, just wrote it as is completely from beginning to end. It wasn't scratched out. It wasn't, it just came out whole. And the next week I went back and I did it again. And the next week I went back and I did it again. And I realized that when I sat down with a pen, they came out whole. Wow. And it was, the gift is whatever the topic of what I was going through. It's like the answer from spirit comes and it, it comes out in some people, it comes through their artwork. Some people, it comes through music. I definitely use music. It is a huge tool to carry me from wherever I am to where I choose to be or to help me get out the emotion where I am. Mm -hmm. People think it's not okay to cry. Of course it's okay. To, it's not okay to wallow and suffer, but you have to cry. This past year and a half has been a ton of grief. Yeah. And it's not just grief that we're walking through. There's nothing worse than seeing people you love hurting. You know, my mom transitioned and I couldn't be there for parts of it because she was in the hospital and only one person a day and it was in another state and the, all the restrictions that were going on. There were times that she was alone for a month because I didn't want to risk giving her anything. Mm -hmm. You know, last Mother's her last Mother's Day here, I didn't get to be with her because I, of all that was going on with COVID and I was trying to be safe and I lived in a different state. So we all have these griefs that are different types and we relive them like every Mother's Day, you know, you're going to miss it who's not here anymore. You know, we have this and we're supposed to be human. That's our best quality. So we're supposed to feel and it's okay to feel. We're not going to break if we know how to allow spirit to lift us back up. Yeah. Suffering is staying in the pain. That's suffering. Pain happens. Suffering is getting stuck in it. And when we don't have the right support around us, some of us were not blessed to be born in the right into the family that is supported. Some of us are in families that are smothering. So there's two different sides. Either way, you get to choose. And that's what centers one of the best part of being in a spiritual family is that you're picking the family of choice that understands and is there in a truth-filled way. It's a gift. It truly is a gift. And what I love about what you you just what you just said is, you know, that it it, it feels as if if we really get in touch with our emotions that we're being weak or that we're breaking we're breaking down. And yet, we know, well I know that by not getting in touch with emotions, that's where the breakdown begins. Because vulnerability is the strongest thing that you strongest, can show. Strongest thing, isn't it? It's the most amazing gift that we have to be vulnerable and to be real. Empathy. Empathy yeah. is, if only we saw more of it in this world. You know, unfortunately, we've been bombarded by some awful images over the past, especially four or five years of againstness. 
That's not the world. That's just one circumstance within what we're going through. What are you paying attention to? Mm -hmm. Yes, we need to see all of it. And we need to be part of the cause for change. You know, we look at the world and it seems separate. It seems on the surface that there's differences. But the truth is we are all one. Mm -hmm. And yes, I can witness and observe and honor. I must honor people's experiences and I can know truth of them for them and for myself. And I can go to a higher plane in prayer and I can shift the peace circle on Monday nights. That's what we do. We know peace, whether or not I see peace every Monday night is the peace circle. And the purpose of it is growing up. I didn't know how to do this stuff. I didn't know anything about, peace and how to get there i was in the city boston how many of us really knew that growing up you know unless we were um a blessed child that came from a family that instilled that into us yes you're right that doesn't that's rare we've had to learn these tools ourselves that's what we talk about every monday night is i if i am not if i want to be if i want change in the world i must be that change so I, I must be that peace. If I am not at peace and I'm not contributing peace, then I am not working towards what it is I'm saying I want. So every week we go through what are different attributes of peace? What is it, you know, tonight we're talking about reverence and authenticity. So as we go through and we see, you know, we're not bypassing the fact that we're missing people. Is it tonight? Yes, the peace circle. It's yeah, tonight. It's on, after the, it's, it's on after the cosmic prayer, isn't it? it it's tonight, yes. Yeah. It's, um, so it's, but it, it really comes down to knowing, finding your way to it through whatever topic it is. So we use a different topic every week so that I can be in alignment because it's all yes. about my alignment to what's already there. And I get to that place that I can now understand, well, when I am authentic and I say how I feel, I have an opportunity to help create peace. When I give reverence to where I choose to, I can release resentment and I can honor other people's paths and other people's beliefs. I don't have to change them. I have to change me. One of my favorite sayings is fix my eyes. Fix my eyes that I may see what spirit chooses for me, not what I'm seeing now. Because if it disturbs me, it's not about the world changing. It's about me changing. Yes. What and how I align with it. Because if, if we say everything all is well, and knowing that, you know, this too is, you know, this too is God, well, that's great. But when it's something I don't like, that's not as easy. Yes. So coming into alignment with what's this here to show me or teach me? Yes. How can I be a beneficial presence? Is it mine to do? How yes. can I, what truth can I know for it? How can I lift in this moment? How can I be that change? And it always starts with us. It's easy to blame people. They did this. No, it's never about they. It's always about me. Yeah. And through prayer, we can get to that place, can't we, where we seek within, where we know within that we can make that shift. And in what you're saying, I, I feel personally that a, a big part of this is listening. 
listening after we pray, listening to that knowing, that wisdom that is forever speaking through in the silence or out loud many times, and we choose to ignore it, don't we? We choose to ignore because of it might feel awkward, it might feel painful, it might feel like it's, you know, it's in the way. And yet when we really deeply listen, a whole other, uh, for me personally, um, like a whole other story evolves <laughs> of truth. Well, it's also what we're taught. I was never taught stillness. You know, prayer, yes, you pray, but that's talking. What I want is the wisdom. Yeah. And that means I have to shut up, which as you can see, I'm good at speaking. I talk a lot, but do I listen? Am I paying attention? And am I following through with those guided, you know, the, those guided messages? Yes. When I'm given an idea, do I follow through with it? Do I say yes and stand up and do that hard thing or make that phone call that may yeah. be difficult? Do I reach out to the people that I'm thinking about and honor them, you know, I can't tell you how many people, you know, when it came time for, you know, I would have loved phone calls from people at certain times when I've walked through a lot of things in life. And I taught them that I didn't need it. And I want to just bring that up because we teach people how to treat us. Yeah. And when you show up in life, as I showed up in life, carrying everyone, and wanting to carry everyone and 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 you know trying to take everyone else's pain away they're not used to me needing them right so i taught them not to worry about me yeah. i taught them oh she'll be okay i taught them that i didn't need help and then when i was when i was sad and grieving and i would have loved a phone call and it wasn't there I'm like, where are they? And then I had to really honestly look and say, I created these relationships. So I, I offer that to all of those caretakers out there that wonder, why is it that no one's doing for me? Well, we taught them they didn't have to. So um, I don't say it in a way to stay there, but you now get the opportunity to ask. I think this is the most crucial part of, of this whole conversation here. First of all, thank you, Diego, for putting up the prayer link here because we will be going into the prayer room after this and we're on New Thought Media Network. Yes, with the amazing Gina, who has a couple of shows here on, on New Thought Media Network, The Joys in the Journey, The Peace Circle. Gina's showing up once or twice a week with the prayer request. Um, broadcast broadcast that goes out here and i'm just so excited to be in this conversation there we go the joys in the journey beautiful gina that's a fun one where on we thursdays have, we have you often have guests and it's we go through all kinds of things uh last week's if you get a chance i went through uh, uh practice with louise hay and oh. it was a wonderful uh, take a look at it if you get a chance and yeah you know, it's so important you know that we really look at but it was it was really you can look at the past episodes of all of these different shows. This network is phenomenal. Oh, this network, Reverend Robert, and everything that everybody is doing here. Diego, you know, in the background, people behind the, the scenes and make it all around. 
it's just again, what I want to say here though is Gina what you've just said in the last 10 minutes that we have here I think is crucial because in our teaching there is this concept of you know as you know think it and change it think it and change it or change your thinking change it and what I'm hearing from you which which is what I believe is not so we over time give those messages with our beliefs with the culture and atmosphere of what we believe of our attitude and that is what is the ripple that is the ripple that we are sending out so it's not necessarily think i want to have a phone call from a friend and then that's going to happen in an instant this takes time. This is a ripple that we are responsible for that we can change over time. And I want to say this because what we believe or what I believe is not a quick fix, is it? Sometimes it is. That's the gift is that it It sometimes is. Well, if we've had the consciousness before the consciousness, that. And there's some the things that will show up quickly and there's yeah. some things that will not because they were not for my highest and best you know if i'm in a toxic relationship that i've only ever given and not received back that person not calling is a good thing but if oh, i'm yes, in a healthy yes. relationship and it is something that you know it depends what i know is that we have the opportunity to change exactly and that is the whole atmosphere of who we are and how we show up because I'm sure you, you're showing up with a completely different atmosphere right now to that time when no one would have called you. Often, but that only happened because I went through what I went through for cancer. There you are. It really only ever happened. I only saw all of this in this way because, do you know there wasn't anyone in my life other than my husband who literally walked through me being in a coma for four days and in ICU for three weeks? Other than him, there wasn't anyone who didn't expect that I'd be just fine. Hmm. I mean, anybody else, you would have been worried, but they everybody knew, oh, Gina will be fine because it, I just always am. And that's a gift, yes, because I always knew I'd be fine too. But at the same time, there was a lot of pain and struggle that went along with that that wasn't honored because I made light of it. So and sometimes we blame others when the truth is, and it's not a, there's never blame. There's never guilt. There's never blame. There's no need. It's completely useless. It's only information. That's something I want to say again. There is no blame. There is no shame. There should be no guilt. There's none of the would, should, coulds. We, we only did the best we could until we knew better and then we did better. It's that simple. And at the same time, we learn with this. Sometimes we learn it the hard way. And however we learn, whether it's we're taking the time to watch shows like this or we experience something that doesn't feel good. However we learn, we get to change. And it's up to us where we go to. And pivoting to prayer and letting following that divine direction, that's that's where to go to. Yes. That's those those are the arms to land in always. They and have can you always say that prayer has has you know has allowed you 
to make that shift for yourself? I had my laptop, I had my um, iPad in, in the hospital for the month that I was there. Right. And this was actually in, <laughs> this was, I, <laughs> Bethesda, Maryland. I was at, you know, it, it, like I was literally where the president goes was what, you know, the spec, the level of care that I got because I didn't even know it existed, but here I was, you know, you know, National Institute of Health was who did my second surgery. Like we hear about it now all the time because we hear about it with COVID. That's who did my surgery. And I got the best of care literally in the world. I didn't know how that happened, but spirit made it happen. That's what saved my kidneys. So you talk about God showing up and I had a nurse say, who are you? And I mean this, a nurse literally said to me, who are you? They have been lined up out the door waiting to get in to give you services. Who are you? Because I wanted to go home for Christmas. So I literally from eight in the morning until four in the afternoon, I had doctors, heads of departments. I had people that were like the heads of literally this hospital that were lining up to give me what I needed to get home for Christmas. And what did you say? I just laughed because I know who I am. I know who I am. And I said to her, all the prayers and all the give, all that I have given in my lifetime for others came back to me right then. In that time of need, all the goodness, all the support, all that I had given was flooding back to me through these people. That And I was in tears as I said it because that's I could feel it. So when you think it doesn't, where's my good? It comes back when you least expect it in amazing ways. Yes. Or it came back to me in my grandson getting the perfect doctor and having his cleft lip completely fixed and no one would ever know that he had it. It came through in incredible ways and it continues to. But it's not in the moment in the wish list that I picked. No. Wow, Gina, I could talk with you all evening. <laughs> it's like, whoa. <laughs> oh, it's such a blessing that you're here and sharing and sharing with such passion and meaning. And, I, you know, I'm going to share this out on Facebook and it goes on YouTube and it's a podcast as well because people need to hear this and hear your passion and know that prayer is something that we can use and is here as a tool. And I, I'd really love it if you could read out one of your poems before we finalize here. On the uh, okay. This is, this is where I start crying. <laughs> I'm going to read what I start every peace circle with because this is what my greatest wish would be. Okay. This is what I start every peace circle with. And it's, I too have a dream. In my dream, too, we all are equal, and our color, religion, or income defines who we are. Neither country nor region defines us as kin. Whether two legs or four, plant or animal, we were all created of the one creator, with no greater claim to borrow this beautiful earth. In my dream, we all are one, treating each other with love and respect and living in peace. We are all truly awake, knowing our purpose to share love and joy to, and to uplift each other, and in doing so, uplift ourselves. 
In my dream, we each remember and appreciate each other and truly understand that all is well. Thank you so much. Is that in a book? Is that published? Can people find this, it? This one is. This is so purpose. Oh, that's beautiful. This is Soul Purpose. So that is my okay. first poetry book. I have three. three Where can we buy that book? Where oh, it's on Amazon. It? It's on Amazon. Good. Yep. It's on okay. Amazon. Soul Purpose. On, and I have another one that's in the works. I have plenty. I just have to get it. Yeah. This is how it's, it's flowing out through. And it's beautiful. It's beautiful. Really. Find your outlet, I tell people, yeah, whether it's, it's so poetry, writing it, or, or reading it, whether it's music, it doesn't matter what kind, find your outlet that is going to yeah. lead you into spirit because these, it, it, you find your way there, however you find it. It's a practice and it starts, it's a practice and it can start with just, hi, even if you don't believe there's anything there hi yeah that's a practice when you see the ocean and the beauty you know just say thank you i get to witness this thank you that's a prayer that's a complete prayer yes absolutely it doesn't have to be complicated at all does it because it is that connection that awareness of knowing that we are it for me that's it thank you so much gina Thank you, thank you, thank, thank you. Thank you for having me. It's, it's amazing. We'll do this again. We'll do it again. And for anybody that's watching here, then you are you are blessed to be here <laughs> with Gina. Um, we'll be in the Zoom room uh, just after six o'clock. Uh, 10, 11 o'clock mountain time, six o'clock UK time. The link is live in the post here on Facebook. Or YouTube and that is the passcode if you would like to get in then we'll be there I will be there just after six o'clock and um, maybe Gina will pop in too who knows I will. I'll go say hello. <laughs> yeah. fantastic and you are here watching on new thought media media network if this has moved you if this has touched your heart moved your soul in any way whatsoever then you have this gifted opportunity to leave your love offering, your, you know, to circulate here with gratitude to New Thought Media Network, which is a focus ministry uh, ministered by Reverend Robert Brzezinski. And there are so many people here every day showing up, sharing, giving, teaching, learning. And it's all there. And that's the beauty of it. Like you Everything can go back a year worth of different things. It's There's so much information. Here. Yeah. Go back on, on, on YouTube and you can find so much good news. And this is only here because of what you give. That's, that's this it. platform exists because of people just like you. So whether it is $5 or, you know, or a, a monthly donation of whatever you choose, it, anything, it know that you are spreading the good news. Absolutely. Absolutely. So we're grateful. I'm grateful. I'm grateful to be here and I'm grateful for Gina. And I'm grateful for you viewing this right now because I know that you've been fed somewhere in your heart, in your soul. You have been fed 
and I know that you will take this forwards. If you're interested in more, you can see Gina today. What time are you on, Gina? <laughs> Tonight, 6 p.m. Eastern time. 6 p.m. Eastern PM there time. There you go. It's and so you, will have, you can join in with the Peace Circle there with Gina. Absolutely. Beautiful. Well, Thursday. I, I was here this yeah. morning too in prayer. I said, I'm just going to spend the day today. <laughs> Fantastic. Thank you to everybody. Thank and we'll see so you much. next time. Thank you, Gina. Love and light. And just know that, you know, that I love you and that spirit loves you and is for you. And if spirit's for you, there's nothing, There's nothing against you. There's nothing to worry about. <laughs> Amazing. We'll Thank you for listening to Cosmic Prayer, your weekly shift with Laura Topper on the New Thought Media Network. If you've enjoyed this programming, please tell a friend and join us again next week for Cosmic Prayer, your weekly shift with Laura Topper. play come to our yard new thought media network spotlights you saturdays at 6 p.m mountain time spirit says sing our stage is open for musicians singers and speakers visual artists Shine with us live. It's easy. Just click the link in the comments and be ready to soar. Spirit says sing. Saturdays at 6, right here on New Thought Media Network.